Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Miss me with all the panic talk this morning. The Cowboys get a big win. And today should be a day where Cowboys fans are celebrating because I do not care about the eye test coming off of Thursday Night Football. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Obviously not the sweet, sweet, sultry tones of one Mike Greenberg. I'm Jason Fitz, filling in shameless promotion. Remember, January 3rd, Fitz and Harry starts on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Plus, everywhere that you watch ESPN. We'll start coming at you noon to 3 p.m. Eastern starting next week. Last night, all eyes were on the Titans taking on the Cowboys, a game that happened in Nashville, a city that I lived in for 20-plus years, against the Titans team that, frankly, decided they were going to play anybody. I mean, Greeny might have played in this game last night if he was in Nashville. You got 22 guys being called up in the last second. Uh, Nobody that we've ever heard of. For everybody that's playing in the fantasy uh, championship games, Derrick Henry, nope, not playing. So you start putting all this together, and you think, well, it's going to be a slaughter. I mean, the Cowboys are going to go out and just absolutely blow them out. And frankly, I thought they might. I'm not going to take anything away from that. I thought the Cowboys might just go out and crush them. Josh Dobbs named the starting quarterback yesterday afternoon for the Titans. All of this led to a scenario that at least looked like we would get a massive win by Dallas. But instead, it was a close game. Instead, we see more turnovers by Dak. Instead, we see an interception that has you wondering, what's he doing? Where's he throwing the football? One interception bounced off the hands. I'm not going to fault Dak for that. But there was another interception. Clearly, if he leads the wide receiver, it's going to get picked off. So he throws it behind the wide receiver where it gets picked off, right? This is a worst-case scenario for the Cowboys, who looked lethargic at times against the Titans. It looked like they were struggling at times against the Titans. But I'll ask you, how is it possible 24 hours ago there can be a conversation about if it's possible it's a trap game, and then today we say, well, it didn't meet the eye test. Of course, because it was a trap game. The Cowboys came out on basically no rest. The Cowboys came out, and uh, they they looked uninspired against the Titans team that wasn't playing anybody. What did we expect? But also, who have the Cowboys been this year? We've seen multiple times this year where Dallas has come out and looked flat, right? Against lesser opponents, Dallas doesn't play their best football. Good news, Cowboys fans. You ain't going to play lesser opponents in the playoffs, so who cares? You got to win these sorts of games. They're just going to be ugly moments over the course of a season where you're looking at it and saying, I, I don't know how they won that game. I don't know why it looked that difficult. Hell, we're, we're, we live in a world where the Colts lost. Uh, I'm sorry, the Chiefs lost to the Colts. Like We have seen that. So good teams find ways to lose games at times. Good teams have to survive tough games at times. That's all Dallas did. The problem is it's Dallas. That, see, this is why we yell about it, because it's the Cowboys. Because everybody cares about the Cowboys. And since everybody cares about the Cowboys, that means that suddenly it has to have a huge reaction to whatever happens in Dallas. Anytime, anywhere, there's anything that happens for the Cowboys, there has to be huge consequence to it. How about this? Instead, 
How about we just look at the actual facts of what we had here? We had a Thursday night football game coming off of a win over a huge rival in the Eagles. We had a Thursday night football game against a team that was playing, again, a quarterback that they signed a few days ago. All right? We got a, quarter, we got a team playing against a Titans team that comes into that game having lost five straight, now six straight. I mean, you start thinking about all of the pieces that come together, and it's just a reminder. The Cowboys get the 27-13 to 13 win and certainly just didn't look as impressive as they wanted to look in the process. And that's okay. That's the thing. Like, we pick and choose when it's okay to survive a bad game. We pick and choose when it's okay for somebody to find a way to win versus when it's like a plucky win. We're going to do this in college football over the course of the weekend. Over the course of the weekend, TCU is going to take on Michigan, right, for the college football uh, playoff on Saturday. And what are people saying about TCU? Well, they got lucky week in and week out. Where's the line between luck and finding a way to win? We have this conversation about the Vikings all the time. Well, the advanced analytics don't say that the Vikings are very good. Okay. Well, the win-loss record says they're finding a way to win this, this year. Sometimes we find finding a way to win is a reason to doubt a team. And sometimes we say finding a way to win is a reason to praise the team. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm looking right now. The, the headline on first take, more concerned about Dak interceptions or Dallas defense. How about just going out and getting a win? I, I mean, there's value to that. Now, you got you went out, you got a win, and now you get the mini-buy. The uh, always coveted Thursday night football mini-buy. If you're the Cowboys, you now get a week and a half to get ready for your season finale. You get a week and a half to get ready. You've put all the pressure now on the Eagles. If the Eagles don't uh, if the Eagles don't make your life easy, you still get a week and a half before you finish your season against Washington. Okay. Are we really worried about that? You're the Cowboys, you get a week and a half to get right. Now yeah, is there reason to yell a little bit about Dak maybe? It's Greeny on ESPN Radio by the way. Jason Fitz filling in for Greeny. Is there reason to be a little bit nervous about it? Yeah, but does the eye test really matter in all of these situations? Not if you ask me. This is what Coach Mike McCarthy had to say after the game about this win. We, uh, you know, did a lot of really good things. I mean, I love the discipline of the, of, the, of the team in the first half and everything. But I mean, that you know, the takeaways were obviously big for us. You know, the giveaways were big were big for them. I mean, there's obviously points off our board that you know turned into points on their board. So there'll definitely be things to look at. I mean, the, you know, the run game wasn't what we had hoped, but you know, this is uh, the beauty of this spot. This was a hard stretch. We we knew this was going to be a hard stretch when it, when, it, when the schedule came out, and and, it, and that that really held true. So I'm I'm, I'm happy. To these guys got a couple days to catch your breath because this has been this has been a tough fourth quarter so far. Yeah, it's e- it's ESPN Radio. Uh, Greeny, Jason Fitz filling in for Greeny, and obviously, what else is McCarthy going to say? By the way, you can be part of Greeny Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line. Call us triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Again, that's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. That's how you get in on the fun ESPN Nations presented. By Dr. Pepper, it ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. And uh, by the way, when you talk about, I mentioned earlier, uh, no uh, no Derrick Henry for your fantasy football championship game means you feel pretty good. Uh, unfortunately for me, I am in my fantasy football championship game, and the person I'm playing had Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz was in the zone last night, in the zone brought to you by AutoZone, getting the zone, AutoZone. Felt so good about playing against Dalton Schultz. I was like, that's going to be fine. All he did was score two touchdowns. Son of a biscuit! I'm trying to win my my fantasy football championship here. What are we doing? 
Uh, that's good work by him, though. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Greedy is presented, by the way, by Progressive Insurance. Progressive offers a great price and round-the-clock protection when bundling home and auto. It's one of those rare times where you can save money and get something great. Bundle today at Progressive.com. A lot of conversations about the interceptions. This is what Dak had to say about his picks in the press conference. It's frustrating, but there's nothing I can do about it the same sense. So, I mean, yeah, it might be frustrating, but by the time that I'd say a minute after I've sat down on the on the sideline, I've got it out of my head. Um, I've, I've said my words I needed to say to myself um, and, and just have moved on at that point. So, uh, yeah, it is frustrating, as I said, um, whether it's off your, off your guy's hands or whether I throw it behind the receiver and he makes the play and the, and the cornerback makes the play. They're all frustrating and somehow or another they've got to stop. What I love about that is he said, sitting on the sidelines, I forget about it almost right away. Very true, and I'm not doubting that at all. But then he actually cites both of the interceptions with what happened in the press conference afterwards. So it's like temporary memory loss, like got to move on, move forward. If you're Dak, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about the interceptions all day long because it seems to be a trend right now. Now, sometimes better to be lucky than good. Sometimes it's worse to be unlucky than bad, right? And so there's a little bit of, of luck uh, playing into this. There's also a little bit of, uh, you know, of a, of a problem. There takes nothing away from the fact that the offense for the Cowboys looked like it could have been better. I'm not apologizing for that. The defense could have played better against just a, a putrid lineup for the Titans. I'm not apologizing for that. But ultimately, if you're Dallas, you got to win. And one of the funniest things to me is the, the the tone that we talk about certain teams. We talk about teams like they are absolutely trash or they're absolutely great. And sometimes you just need a little reminder. Ryan Clark is the one that said this the other day when I was watching him on TV. And somebody said, you know, are the Cowboys a disappointment? And he laughed and he said, have you looked at their record? The Cowboys right now are 12 and 4. We're talking about this Cowboys team like it's absolutely falling apart, like it's an abomination, like all hope is lost for a 12-4 and four Cowboys team. A 12-4 and four Cowboys team that has scored 461 points this year. My God. A 12-4 and four Cowboys team that points for is about the same as the Eagles, points against about the same as the Eagles, and the tone on those two teams wildly different. I'm not saying that the Cowboys don't have their issues. Fine. But let's stop talking about the Cowboys like they're broken. And let's stop trying to find some way to cram the narrative down all of our throats that the Cowboys aren't good enough because they struggled on Thursday night football. We live in a world where nobody ever seems to mention the Chiefs losing to the Colts anymore. But we are anxious to mention any failing we've seen from Dallas. It's not the way it needs to be. They got the win. All right, we're going to keep breaking down all the football action coming up for this weekend, including how important is it for Jalen Hurts to actually step on the field before the playoffs begin. We'll ask an expert that knows better than most. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Jason Fitz filling in also on the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. You guys can hit me up on Twitter, at Jason Fitz. Always love having the conversation with everybody. Uh, love the interaction that we get to have together. A decon said uh, that, uh, J- love Jason Fitz, but one day a week. Just one day a week. That's enough. Uh, sorry, buddy. Uh, Fitz and Harry. I use that as my shameless promo. Starts uh, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern uh, on January 3rd. You'll be able to hear myself and Harry Douglas every day on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We will be coming at you starting Tuesday of next week. So uh, don't miss it. We're going to have a blast. And we love and appreciate you guys hanging out with us every single day. I always love and appreciate Rob Ninkovich hanging out with me, ESPN NFL analyst. Nick, before we start on all of the important football topics, uh, I heard a rumor, and I need you to clear this up for me. I won't say the name of the hotel, but Harry Douglas and I were staying at a hotel next to Seaport uh, the other night. Fire alarm starts going up. Beep, beep, over and over and over again. For two over two hours, the fire alarm went off. And I was waxing about this story, and everybody kept saying, hey, at that same hotel, the same thing happened to Nink last week. Is it true that a random fire alarm in the middle of the night went off in this hotel? Yes, it, it, it actually did happen, and I was very tired because of it, because from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., I had to hear a siren go off and not only the siren, then you start thinking like, do I need to leave the building? It's been 30 minutes. And then you see the fire department come and then your brain starts to just go off on all these different tangents of, well, should I go down the stairwell? Uh, All these different things. But no, I have to get up at 5 a.m. and only get three hours of sleep and then be on television and speak like clear and awesome sentences, which I was able to do that, but still, yes, very annoying. So you got the experience, the fire alarm. How how fun. Yeah, and, and the, the person at the front desk got on the speaker, like for anyone that's ever seen the original Star Wars, like when Han Solo's trying to say Princess Leia and he presses the button and he's like, uh, everything's fine here, uh, how are you? That's what happened when the PA person gets on the desk and is like, uh, there, there's no fire, someone in the lobby tampered with the... Uh, the smoke detector, and I'm thinking, Nick, the only person in the lobby at that hotel, because it's not a busy hotel, at like 2.45 in the morning is the person sitting at the front desk. I'm I'm still convinced that that person tampered with the smoke detector so they could have a little, like, late-night toke party. I'm just saying, Nick, <laughs> just keep me updated. If you, 
All right, now we'll get to actual football. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst. Uh, how important is it in your mind that Jalen Hurts gets some sort of reps before the playoffs? Does the thought of a 34-day gap or whatever it would be actually concern you when the playoffs come? Yeah, I think that it'd be vital that he gets out there and, um, you know, not necessarily has to play physical and run over people, but just get out there. Practice is so much different than the games. Take care of yourself. Um, You know, I would assume that the game plans are a little bit pulled back as far as, you know, quarterback direct runs. Um, But just you got to get out there and you got to make sure you're not rusty, especially going into the playoffs. You don't want to walk into a playoff situation where everything steps up a notch and you haven't played football in a month. Uh, So I think everything looks uh, good for him and all signs are pointing to him being back. So it's probably a good thing that he's able to get back out there before the, the playoffs start. Now, obviously, any conversation about the East, especially today, also includes the Cowboys. Uh, they they came out last night and, and did not have their best game, right? I, I think most of us can agree it wasn't a brilliant effort. But I felt like yesterday on radio, I was asking the question, well, I don't feel like I know, I was asking the question, could it be a trap game? So when you watch them come out with that sort of a win, is it an indication of a problem or is it an indication that they just came out flat against a lesser opponent? Well, I think it's a combination of things, but the two things that I really see as glaring problems would just be Dak's turnovers. Um, you know, one interception wasn't his fault. It, it bounced off the receiver's hands, goes up in the air, and the, the defender catches it. So um, that one I don't put on him. But the fumbled snap, I, I put that on the quarterback in the center. You know, they do that how many times in practice? How many times do you have to execute that and you fumble it? Not only do you fumble the ball, it goes to the other other team. You lose a possession there. Um, and then the second interception, which is the ball is behind on an outbreaking route. Um, you can't leave the ball behind the receiver. So that's a turnover. And when you have turnovers like that in the playoffs, they could really affect your ability to win those games. Um, and then just the final thing, last year, the Cowboys were number one in penalties this year. They're fifth in penalties. Um, just penalties at the end of the day, they cost you field position. And in a playoff game, again, field position could turn into three points. It could turn into a touchdown um, just based on where you start. Average field uh, possession, where you start your possessions at, uh, penalties could be a huge factor. So I think that those are two things um, – or three things, basically, you gotta, you got to watch for. It's turnovers and penalties. So, Nick, when you mention penalties, I immediately think of mental mistakes, which is part of what the fabric of what we don't see for New England. But this year, we've seen it a lot. What's gone wrong with the Patriots in the way they're approaching Sundays? Well, I, I think a penalty for the majority of the time, holding calls and um, you know, all those penalties that you could prevent are all based on confidence. Um, you know, when you're holding on to somebody, you're you're doing everything you can to try and block the guy, or you see it on punt team a lot. The guys are running down there, um, grabbing on to somebody because they don't have any other choice. Um, so I think that, you know, there's some confidence issues there. Obviously, we see their offense has been struggling. They don't look um, necessarily great. So, at the end of the day, uncharacteristic type of Patriot play with everything from special teams. You know, we've seen punt returns. We've seen punt blocks. We've seen um, just some weird football from the Patriots, which you don't expect usually when you have a Bill Belichick coach football team. I mean, how? without taking anything away, obviously, of the legacy of Belichick, like none of us are doing that here. 
But how much of this, when you're talking about he controls the players, he controls the coordinators, his quarterback's taking a step back. I mean, these are all things that, at the end of the day, sort of lay at the feet of Belichick. So how much criticism should we be giving him right now? Well, I, I mean, I think it's granted that he takes criticism for the decisions that were made, obviously, offensively, coaching staff-wise, um, you know, even even uh, player-wise. You, you, you have to look at it in the sense of the Patriots are here because of X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, I would say their defense being number two overall, they've, had a, they've done a great job building their defense up. They've got some really up-and-coming young players. Um, but offensively, you know, they're, they're stagnant and they're stale. They don't look good whatsoever. Um, you know, Mac Jones coming off of what was a good rookie year and now having to take a step back. Um, definitely Bill has to take some of the criticism for that. And he understands that as the head coach, when things are all going great, you get a lot of the praise. And when things aren't going well, you get a lot of the criticisms, which that's all part of the job. All right. I've managed to make it professionally 28 minutes into the show without having to say the word Raiders. And now I'm going to have to do that. Nick, uh, I'm, I'm going to make you the GM of the Raiders. Who should their quarterback be next year? Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it makes sense. He knows the offense, right? Like, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. Would you bank on Jimmy for the next several years or just for one year? I would say Jimmy's got a, you know, he's got a few more years left underneath him. He's just, you know, I know the health thing is a big issue everyone wants to talk about, but you know, if I put your foot on the ground and I jumped on it with my knee, I think it would hurt, you know, get hurt no matter what. There's just bad luck on his part where he got hurt at. Um, so again, I, I know that there's the Tom Brady talk, but I, I just don't see that being a great fit for Tom, especially at 46 years old. Um, you look at Jimmy G and his experience with Daniels and knowing the offense. It makes sense. Nick, always appreciate your time. Happy New Year, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with us. Okay, have a great one. That's Happy Rob, New Year. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst. He was in the zone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Also, Indiana's Buddy Heald uh, in the zone. He made history last night scoring the fastest three-pointer in NBA history just three seconds into the game, breaking Reggie Miller's record of four seconds. Greeny, brought to you by Fresh Bet. Real pet food fresh from the fridge. The question is, uh, as we talk about quarterbacks, the one quarterback we all keep talking about is Dak Prescott. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Jason Fitz, filling in for Mike Greenberg, presented by Progressive Insurance. And when you start talking about Dak Prescott, what's interesting to me, again, I've got first take up on the studios. Everybody wants to wax about Dak Prescott all day, and everybody wants to talk, as Nink just did, about the turnovers and all of the pressure that's on the Cowboys. There's pressure on the Cowboys. There's not pressure on Dak. Now, hear me out. Everybody says, of course, there's pressure on Dak to be great. Well, there's pressure on every NFL player in every situation to win a championship. Correct. There's always pressure to go out and do your job at the highest possible level. Correct. But what actual tangible pressure is there on Dak? None. Think about this. If the Cowboys go out and lay an egg, if the Cowboys go out in the first game of the postseason on the road, Dak throws 17 interceptions, 17 interceptions in that game, and the Cowboys lose 423 to nothing, what happens? McCarthy gets fired. The whole coaching staff gets let go, and we spend a summer yelling about Dak. Okay. Doesn't change the fact that he's going to be the Cowboys quarterback next year. Look at the contract situation. They don't have an out until after next year, and his money is huge. So he's going to get paid either way. 
He's going to get to run it back either way. Like He can do whatever he wants over the course of the last few weeks and still be just fine going into next year. And the weirdest thing about Dak is that we've already made up our mind one way or the other. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can chime in with me. Do you think there's any pressure on Dak? Because hear me out. If you love Dak, if you are a Dak supporter, if you are all in on Dak Prescott is elite, cool. No matter what happens, if he goes out and throws those 17 interceptions, what are you going to say? Well, McCarthy's not a good enough coach. Oh, they got rid of Amari Cooper. Nobody else stepped up. You'll apologize for whatever happens. If you are pro-Dak and he has the worst game of his life, you will apologize for it. It won't be his fault. He'll still be your quarterback and you'll still love him next year. Now, what's the flip side of it? If you're anti-Dak, oh man, if you're all out on Dak, well, the only way that you're going to accept anything is if he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Like the only outcome that will turn the anti-Dak people into pro-Dak people or at least quiet them is if Dak goes all the way to the Super Bowl and beats a star quarterback. And I I even mean a star. Like, if he goes all the way to the Super Bowl, and in the process of going to the Super Bowl, has to take on lesser quarterbacks. Let's say in the first round, they somehow they get, uh, you know, Carolina in the first round. And so he beats a nobody quarterback. And then they get to the next round, and maybe, you know, it's not 100% of Jalen Hurts. And by the end of it, he beats Brock Purdy. Well, everybody that's anti-Dax going to say, he didn't even beat anybody. All he did is what he's supposed to do. Now, he gets into the Super Bowl, and somehow in the Super Bowl, he's taken on the Ravens against a backup quarterback. It'll still be like, well, it wasn't Dak. Dak didn't win that. The defense won that. They got lucky. They're playing terrible teams. Like We let the narrative decide how we see everything. Confirmation bias. Oh, the only way that people that are anti-Dak are going to change their minds is if he goes into the playoffs, wins three games on the road, which, by the way, would be more Cowboys road playoff wins than have happened in my lifetime, and I'm 45. You want to get all three of them right out of the gates, and then you go to the Super Bowl and you beat Mahomes or Allen, and then, and then you know somebody's still going to be like, well, let's see if he can do it again. That's where we are on Dak. See, I, I think there's always a wild amount of pressure on NFL players. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Derek Carr you know, it doesn't matter if you're if you're Dak Prescott. You want to tell me that Jalen Hurts right now doesn't feel pressure to get back on the field? Finally got a little momentum. Finally got everybody buying in. I have the chance to change generationally the way that I'm seen as a player and get myself paid. What do you, I mean, you want that opportunity to get in. Hell, there's pressure on Gardner Minshew playing for his life. Gardner Minshew is out here trying to show the world that he deserves to start. Baker Mayfield trying to save his career. Tom Brady trying to figure out how to win right now because he feels the pressure of age. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dak's not under any pressure. More than any other player. I mean, if you're Brock Purdy, now you're finally starting. And oh my God, this roster's so good, even I can't screw it up. Well, I better not screw it up. That's pressure. There's pressure across the board. And of course, when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, there's a microscope. We say this all the time. Is there? If you're Dak, is there? Again, what do these guys play for? They play for pride. They play because it's their passion. They play because it's the game that they love to play. And they play because it's how they feed their families. They play because it's their childhood dream of being able to play in the NFL. They play for all these types of reasons. And they play to try and win championships. So, 
of course, wherever you're playing, you will feel a pressure to win championships. But what's real pressure? Not perceived pressure. What's real pressure? My guy's 29 years old. He is under contract next year for the Cowboys, no matter what. If you look it up on SpotTrack.com, you'll see that there is, there's no potential out. The potential out is after 2023, before 2024. And even then, it's not a great out. Next year, next year, his base salary is $31 million bucks. His signing bonus uh, counts as 13.2. He has a cap hit number of $49.1 million. More importantly, my guy's dead cap hit. Dead cap hit number next year is $89 million. What's that mean? If he goes out and throws 332 interceptions over the course of the next two weeks, it would cost the Cowboys $89 bucks not to have him on their roster next year. That ain't happening. So if you're Dak, you can look around and be like, look, I play for an organization that will always pick the player over the coach. Always. I play for an organization that always loves the quarterbacks. I play for an organization that we tried to tell you for a year didn't love Dak because they didn't want to invest in him. Now look at it. Not only did they invest in him, they invested in him at a level that takes away all pressure for years. The only pressure on Dak is the pressure that we, outside the organization, have decided is on a quarterback because we, outside the organization, love talking about the Cowboys. But real pressure? Like real pressure is, man. If I don't win this next game, I may not have I may not have a, a job anymore. Real pressure is if I don't play well, the organization might give up on me. I sat there on air yesterday and talked for hours about the open market value of Derek Carr, which, according to every insider I've talked to, is a contract that's going to be roughly thirty to thirty-five million dollars a year should he choose to play somewhere else. I just asked Nink, who's the best solution for the Raiders quarterback next year? The answer, Jimmy G. Y'all, there is going to be a bidding war this offseason for Jimmy stinking Garoppolo. Let it sink in. The Jets, the Commanders, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Colts. That's five teams without even counting, without even going deep. That's five. The the Saints? Saints need somebody. I I got you to six teams. My God, I can get you to six teams that will pay whatever it takes to get Jimmy G in because they ain't got a clue what they're doing at quarterback. If six teams will bid on Jimmy G, how many teams would give up anything for Dak Prescott? One man's trash is another man's treasure. And boy, we got a ton, a ton of Cowboys haters and Cowboys lovers that love to yell about Dak. But there is a laundry list of franchises all across the NFL that would give anything right now to have Dak Prescott be their guy at quarterback instead of who they got. You don't think the Colts season looks a little different with Dak? Man, you don't think the commanders would rather have Dak than Carson Wentz? Man, my guy? One of the greatest expressions from young people that I work with all the time right now is know your worth. Dak Prescott and his agent are fully aware of his worth, and that means he doesn't have any more pressure than any other player that wants to go out and win a championship. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You disagree? You agree? 
What are your thoughts on Dak? We'll take your calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At this point, I'm convinced there's a ton of football fans out there that are getting the quarterback conversation twisted because they don't totally understand the information at hand. And when you have all the info, it becomes clear to me that there's basically no pressure on Dak Prescott. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. I'm Jason Fitz. In for Mike Greenberg, and of course, shameless plug, Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd, noon to 3 Eastern, every single day on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. You can watch us in the ESPN app as well. We'll be on Sirius XM Channel 80. I hope you'll give Harry and I a chance. Uh, Harry is uh, not only one of my closest friends, but also one of the best people I've ever worked with on radio. Uh, we are going to bring our brand of energy and fun and uh, and chaos to ESPN Radio every single day. So we hope that you guys will be part of that community. I love the community we have on Twitter. Uh, always interactive in this spot. Uh, and it's you can hit me up, at Jason Fitz. Lunchbox hit me up and said, Dude, Dak's mediocre at best. What are you going on about? Dude surrounded by studs and, he'll, and heat and has had a top 10 O-line his whole career. Still has nothing to show for it. Okay. If that's what you believe, so what? Like, think about it. If the argument is Dak is mediocre at best, next year, I looked it up. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm on SpotTrack.com right now. I looked it up. Next year, Ryan Tannehill's uh, contract value number, number next year. Ryan Tannehill's number, $29.5 million. Makes him 14th highest paid in the league. Matt Ryan, $30 million. Carson Wentz, $32 million. Kirk Cousins comes in at 10th, $35 million. If you believe, and right above Kirk Cousins, is Dak Prescott at $40 million next year. If you believe that Dak is a mediocre quarterback, I would argue he's paid like one. Like the new structure for mediocrity in quarterback contracts is around $35 million. That's why when I say there's going to be a bidding war, y'all, for Jimmy G, 
Like, Jimmy G's not going to get a $15 million contract. I know, Tom Brady. Everybody said, well, Brady's making $15 million a year. Yeah, A, let's see if he stays there. And B, Brady's the exception, not the rule. All right? Jameis Winston is worth $14 million a year next year. My God. Like, even if you believe Dak is completely mediocre, the going rate for mediocrity at the quarterback position now is roughly $30 million. Man, if Jimmy G, Jimmy G, when he hits the open market next year, somebody's going to pay him. If Carr decides he wants to play somewhere, man, that's part of the reason that the Raiders may pick up his option and then trade him. If they pick up his option, it's actually a really affordable contract. It's better for teams that want to pick him up than fighting in the open market would be. Think about that. $40 million bucks is his number next year. And it's like, well, that's, that's you know better than getting out there and getting in the open market. That's why everybody's desperate for quarterbacks in the draft. Everybody's desperate for quarterbacks in the draft because, A, you're trying to compete with Mahomes. If you're in the AFC, like the, the NFC argument, much different than the AFC argument. In the AFC, you're competing with Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar, all under 25, all going to be successful for the next 15 years. If you're trying to take on Mahomes for the next decade, then yeah, you're probably going to have to go to the draft to find that guy. Or you're going to have to hope you can build a whole roster that can do it. In the NFC, you can make an argument. Even if you think Dak is mediocre, you can make an argument right now that he's the second best quarterback in the NFC. I mean, Jalen Hurts having an MVP year, so fine. I, I mean, mediocrity. If not Dak, then who? Ask yourself that, because that's what, as a Raiders fan, that's what I'm asking right now with Derek Carr. If not Derek Carr, then who? Jimmy G, right? If not Derek Carr, then who? If not Dak, then who? And if your answer is anybody, dude, pull your head out of your rear end. If your answer is, I can put anybody in there and do just fine, let me be very clear, Dallas. You have not built a San Francisco roster. You do not have a San Francisco coach. You do not have San Francisco players. You cannot put Brock Purdy on the Cowboys and be successful. Man, y'all are spoiled. Y'all are spoiled. Because you look at Dak Prescott and say, well, we got him. He wasn't a first-round draft pick, and look at how that worked. Nah, y'all have lost your minds. Look, I'm not saying Dak Prescott's a world beater. He isn't. I'm just saying that right now, Cowboys fans think that they can walk in the room and they can invite any supermodel to come back to their place and it's going to work. Guess what? You might have a Paducah 7. No offense, Paducah. You might have a Paducah 7, and that's about where you, like, at this point, that's the best you're going home with. Dak is who the Cowboys have. No matter what happens the rest of this year, they will have Dak as their quarterback next year, no matter what. And if he hits the open market, my guy probably get a raise. There's so many thirsty quarterback teams out there. My guy will get a raise. So, don't tell me there's a miss me with all this. There's pressure on him and he hasn't accomplished anything. I don't really care. Market value is what market value is. It's dollars and cents. All right, we'll get back to the NFL stuff, obviously. It's a big weekend. But the college football playoff starts this weekend. We have two massive matchups. And for once, no matter what happens in this entire situation, I could make the argument that college football is in an absolute no-lose situation. I'll tell you why next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Jason Fitz filling in for Mike Greenberg. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.